We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. We call our Friday edition the tailgate to get you ready for a big weekend in Sooner Athletics. Ryan Hibble, the OU men's golf coach, will join us later in the podcast to recap the win in the Norman Regional for the Sooner men's golf team and get ready for the national championships in Carson Creek. And here in moments, OU associate coach Melissa Lombardi, the Sooner pitching coach, the architect of the lefty dynasty, will join us coming up here in just a bit. And on Tuesday's game plan, Toby Rowland will join us to preview the Big 12 tournament and also to recap the Sooner series in Lawrence. Baseball already in action. Have one game in the book. We'll talk OU Big 12 tournament coming up on Tuesday's edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast, which we call the game plan. But for now, as always, thank you for listening to the Sooner Sports Podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. There's all kinds of options at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. If you are subscribing, thank you very much, and we appreciate you spreading the word on social media and any way possible. So what do you say? Without further ado, let's get after it. Big weekend to preview, big week to already recap. Let's do it. The Sooner softball team prepares for a rematch against one of the three teams that beat them this season tonight in the NCAA Norman Regional as they start postseason play against Boston, 
you. Melissa Lombardi is the associate head coach, pitching coach for Sooners softball. Before we look ahead, coach, let's look back. Sooners won the Big 12 tournament, and it was amazing to see Paige Lowry called upon for just, what, the third, fourth time this season to start a game. She finished with a complete game, her first complete game since March of last year. Coach Lombardi, how proud are you of what Paige Lowry did this past weekend? I was very proud of her. I thought she did a great job. Um, she hasn't had very many starts this year because she's been in that closing role. But with where we're at in the year and, and where she's at pitching-wise, uh, we thought she would be perfect for it and would be able to get it out. So just proud of her. Um, I, I have so many things I want to get into that we don't typically get to talk about, Coach. So first and foremost, this run that this team has been on is phenomenal and it's and it goes back beyond just the last two years what have you seen in this team maybe and and I know you deal a lot with the pitchers but you're in the locker room you're around this team what have you seen in their mental makeup that has led you to believe all season long that they're prepared for this moment and they're ready for postseason I think one of the biggest things for this team is just their experience they experienced this at a young age as freshmen and sophomores and um they they have a lot of experience, even though they're a young, they have been a younger team. You know, we've got a big group of seniors this year, but you look back at what they were doing um, early in their career, and they, they gained a lot of experience. And I think that's gone a long way for them. I also think just the culture, the culture that's in our clubhouse is huge. Uh, as coaches, we're not constantly having to tell them, you know, what the expectations are because they get those expectations from each other. Uh, I think they do a great job of playing hard for each other. They like each other. Um, they get along really well, and I think that goes a long way. You know, Paige Parker is obviously going to leave Oklahoma as not only one of the greatest in Sooner history, but maybe one of the greatest in college softball history with what she's accomplished and can still accomplish. Is there a moment? as you look back in Paige's career where you think, I don't know if the term is clicked or you saw the potential that she could be in that Kat Osterman, in that Kehlani Ricketts conversation? Again, I think I would just take it back to her freshman year. Uh, we threw her in the fire. She came in as a freshman to get some time, but the way that season went, we really needed her to step up her first year and um, throw some really, really big games for us. And she did a great job. The end of that year, we lost a super regional to Alabama, which was a really a tough deal. And that year, I think for all of us, you know, to end the season that way was very difficult, but I think it really allowed her to mature and, and see what she was capable of left a bad taste in her mouth and it took her into her sophomore year and her junior year so I just think the experience that she got her freshman year even though it was tough the way we finished in the long long run made a major difference for her she's a grinder too isn't she I mean she's somebody yes, she I, is. <laughs> I think even, I think even going back to uh what the Texas Sunday game uh, when she had her shortest outing, uh, what, just a third of an inning, here she was basically that next day looking at film and studying. And I don't know, uh, Coach, I don't, 
I always see you as a grinder as well, too, someone who's going to work hard. Has that helped mesh your personalities with her work ethic, kind of meshing with yours? Oh, definitely. She, I think I'm a film junkie, but I think she's probably more of a film junkie than I am. We'll go in to look at film, and she's already looked at everything and knows exactly, like, she already has her plan. She's just basically in there, I think, to confirm that I'm on the same page uh, with her. But um, she is a student of the game. She is always, even in her senior year, looking to get better, to give different looks. You know, one thing with Paige Parker, she, she's been in the league for four years. The Big 12 has seen her for four years, and I think she's done a great job of, of constantly changing her look up and giving different looks to the same teams that she continues to see. And I think anytime she might have an outing that doesn't go her way, she's the first one to be in there to look at video to see, you know, what adjustments we need to make and um, to be ready to go again. So I, she is a student of the game and I think that has really allowed her to be the pitcher that she is. And not only a student, but a competitor. She competes every time she steps on the mound. She holds herself to a high standard, and she competes. Obviously, uh, another team that's seen her a lot is Tulsa, who we could potentially see. Coach Gasso mm-hmm. joked that Tulsa's seen her probably as much as some Big 12 teams. I'll talk about that in just a bit, but, you know, a lot of people know your story, Coach, from coming here as a catcher and playing a couple of years under Coach Gasso before becoming an associate head coach. But I don't know if I've ever heard the story how you ended up in Norman. What was it that kind of led you from Arizona and junior college ball to ending up at the University of Oklahoma? Well, I actually, um, I, I played at Central Arizona, and I had a couple of friends that played there that ended up coming to Oklahoma, and so Oklahoma was recruiting me, and I came out on a visit, and when I came on the visit, really, to be honest with you, I had no intention of coming here. <laughs> I almost took it as, you know what, I'll take the visit, it'll give it to me a chance to see my friends who are also from Arizona, and that's kind of what I, that was the thought in my mind. And then when I got here, I just knew this was the place for me. Like the, um, I felt the tradition on campus. I just felt like I fit here. And I remember going home and telling my parents that this is where I was going to go. And they're like, no, you're not going there. You're not going to Oklahoma. And I said, no, mom, dad, wait till you get here and you'll experience what I experienced. And um, I just... I don't know. It's just something about this campus. You get here and, and the people, uh, I just, this, I knew this was my, uh, the place for me. And this is where I fit, where I belonged. Look at me trying to put you at a Juco. My bad. Um, so from that perspective, then could you have ever imagined whenever you're playing, well, you were still over at Reeves, right? So oh, yeah. you're, <laughs> and you're, and, and could you have ever imagined whenever you're playing over at Reeves that, you know, you fast forward 20 years, and by the way, time flies, but you fast forward 20 years and you're playing in a stadium that now is is in the process of either being renovated or, or something different. I mean, it's, it's amazing, isn't it, to see where this program has gone, Coach, from that first moment when you stepped on campus. It's truly amazing. And, I, you know, I remember when I first met Coach Gasso, she was gritty, uh, very competitive, wants to win. She just pushed us as players. She's pushed me as a coach. Um, so, honestly, like, it happened fast, but I'm not surprised because Coach Gasso, um, and the leader that she is, 
and the the people that she's brought into this program, the culture that she's created, it's pretty impressive. And I can rem- I can remember as a young coach calling recruits and um, asking them how much they knew about Oklahoma, and they're like, they didn't really have a clue about us. <laughs> and now, you know, we're nationally known, and um, just it's it's been awesome to see this program and how much it's changed from when I first got here to now. But I, I'll tell you this, my my uh, first year here, we were one pitch away from going to the World Series. I don't know no. if you know that. Yes. No. Yes, we what were. Happened? There was, what happened? There was a ball that was just foul, and if that ball was fair, we were on our way. See, really? In 19, so, what would that be? 97? Uh, 96 or 90, 96, I think. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, but that was actually our 95, my, my, my junior year here. We were that first year we just missed going to the world series. Wow. I had no idea. I thought yeah, so. I, I, I've, I've got a lot of learning to do still coach. I've realized this from talking <laughs> with you. <laughs> hey, uh, a cu- couple of other quick ones. And I know you got film here in about 10 minutes, so I'll let you go. First of all, I, I, I know your pigeonhole focus on the game and your game plan and you're ready. But in the intro video, before every home game, there's a moment where Paige Lowry and Paige Parker are standing on the screen, and they say the birth of the lefty dynasty. And I always get chills thinking about that and knowing you're the integral part of that. I know you don't get caught up on this, but what does that mean to you to hear just two people that are so proud to be a part of that and have grinded so hard, and then you think about the Kalani Ricketts, Michelle Gascoigne, the DJ Sanchez's. You know, we can go on and on in the lefties that have come through this program. That's got to be a pretty special feeling, right? Oh yeah, it's def- it's definitely a special feeling. I, I, you know, all those names that you named off, um, you know, they they all are left-handed, but. <laughs> Too. They they all are competitors and were students of the game and really um, have a strong sisterhood and just have this pride in, in passing this left-handed baton down the um, you know to each other and it, it's been pretty cool to see that dynasty develop here um, so yeah I, I'm definitely proud of them um, they, there's a lot of hard work that has gone in to these uh, 20 plus years here and just to see them um, the time that they're at OU take care of their business and then go, okay, my time is up. It's here you go. You're the next one. My time is up. Here you go. That's been pretty cool. And they all, even the um, lefties that haven't played with each other, they all know each other and they stay in touch with each other and they're, they root each other on. So it's pretty special. Uh, You won't find many bigger, John are uh, Gianni Lombardi fans than yours truly. So I I know that it's pretty special to have your family all in like you. But, Coach, how I, I know it's challenging, but how fun has that balance been to be able to look and see Gianni and to see John there every step of the way? It's, it's not easy to be a mom and a coach that uh, is it's – a, it's a 24-7 job, 365 whenever you're a coach right now. So how special has that balance been? How challenging even has it been at times? Uh, both. It's really special. I mean, for me, my my son is a baseball player, but he has learned the sport through watching our team. Like wow. he has watched female athletes on our field year after year after year, and he is so impressed with them. He has so much respect for them, and I love that. Like that is one of the biggest things that I think is so cool for him is 
he um, doesn't think of girl and boy. He thinks athletes, great athletes, and he's surrounded by them. Even on this campus, you know, he, just the athletes that he's surrounded by. Um, it, it can get tough sometimes trying to be a mom and a coach, but I think we all try to do a really good job of um, – you know, when I'm in softball mode, we're in softball mode. But when I'm at home, that I'm able to take a break from it and just just be a mom. You know, I get to go watch him play baseball, and I sit down the line under my umbrella, and I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. I don't want to be right in the middle of it. I don't need to be. I just want to be down the line, and I just want to just watch. So, so you're and then not for like my me. husband. Oh, go huh? ahead. I'm sorry. I'll uh, talk oh. about John. John will get mad if I don't bring yeah. him up here. So talk about your husband. No, and then. For him, he's just, he's been great. He has definitely been my rock and, um, you know, he was a baseball player. So it's easy to have conversations with him about what's coming up and, you know, um, certain challenges and whatnot. So he's, and he's a huge fan. Again, he has so much respect for uh, the female athlete and what our program has done here. And it's, it's been great for our family. I, I can't say enough about University of Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma, and what it has done for us as a family. It's been pretty awesome. All right, real quick, because I've been playing This Is Your Life with you, so let me focus on your team as you get ready. What's this week like? What's the game planning like? And kind of how does the schedule break down for you guys as you get set for Boston? Yeah, you know, um, what we've been doing is doing some things in the morning, taking a break for lunch, and then coming back in the afternoon, uh, looking at film, uh, preparing, you know, for the type of hitters we're going to face, the type of pitches we're going to face. Really, it's it's basically typical of what we've been doing all year long, but now we're just having to prepare for multiple teams instead of just, you know, one Big 12 team. But the, our athletes are doing a good job of staying loose. Just, um, I, you know, what's kind of cool about this team is they've been here before. So they they know they know what to do. They know what to do. We're not having to push and push and push on them. They know exactly what they need to do, and that's nice for us as coaches. That's really nice. So we mentioned a busy weekend ahead. Let's recap a big week behind us. The Sooner men's golf team win the Norman Regional. Congratulations. They're off to the championships for the eighth straight season. We had a chance to catch up with Ryan Hibble on Thursday, and we started by asking Coach how he felt about winning at home and the way that his team performed. You know, I thought it was a great week for us to get a win. Obviously, our our first goal is to just make it out of here and get get up to Stillwater, and and that was uh, accomplished. And the fact that we were able to get a, a regional championship along the way is always nice. Just more confidence, more m- more momentum, uh, and and hosting at, at home is is definitely a, a different, unique experience. Watching your guys kind of go through their tournament mode at home. It was kind of a, a weird a vibe, weird feeling this week, to be honest. I, I felt, for me personally, a lot more stressed out, and I could feel that with a couple of our other guys as well. So I'm just really happy and excited that, that we were able to make it on through and um, kind of get back into our normal schedule of getting on some foreign turf next week. Coach, one of the things that was uh, pretty cool is the opportunity to showcase the Jimmy to a national golf audience. And I know from day one when you came in in 2009, that was something that you looked at and said, all right, let's continue to improve this. Let's continue to upgrade. I can imagine that you were bugging our guy Rodney Young quite a bit to make improvements. But how fun and special was it to be able to showcase the Jimmy to a national audience like you were able to this week? 
No, absolutely. We are so excited to have everybody come into town. And I can't tell you how many people came up to me and to our, our golf course staff uh, just raving about the changes that we've made over the years and how good a shape it's in. And uh, just I'm just very, very thankful um, that, that we were able to, to showcase Jimmy Austin. And, and uh, it's it's been a phenomenal place for us and our kids to be able to continue to grow our golf program. And, you know, we just keep getting better with our facilities out here every year. And it's, it's a credit to a lot of, a lot of different people, you know, Rodney Young does a great job leading our staff down there and Tyler Woodward and Cody Elwood, our superintendent, Eddie Roach. I mean, all those guys deserve uh, just a ton of credit and, and I can't thank them enough. That would be pilot Tyler Woodward now that he is a confirmed <laughs> pilot flying all over the country. So I'm curious, uh, Ryan, and I know that your pigeonhole focus on, on a championship run and defending this title, but I, I don't know if the term rebuilding is, is fair, but when you came in 2009, I know that it took a lot of energy. I know it took a lot of hard work to get this program to where it wanted. But you just mentioned a lot of people. There was a lot of teamwork involved in this process, too, wasn't there? No, absolutely. We have, uh, you know, we just dedicated the Ransom Short Course last week. And when I was, um, you know, up on the podium speaking, it just it kind of dawned on me just how many people uh, allowed for us to get where we are. Uh, you know, this is not a one man show. That's for sure. I've had, I'm on my third assistant golf coach now. Um, and the guys previous to him did a great job. Um, our golf course staff, our administrators are, you know, just everybody that makes our golf program what it is. Um, it has been an amazing run and, uh, you know, we love the people of Oklahoma, and that's one of the things that I've cherished about being out here now. Going, I'm, you know, almost here 10 years now, and, and uh, everybody's willing to help out and uh, try and help us get to our ultimate goal, and that's to become the best golf program in the country. Ryan Hibble is our guest. The Sooners are headed back to the NCAA championship for the eighth straight year. So that model of consistency is there. I know that, you know, we mentioned a lot of people, but – Eventually, that finger points back to you, Coach. You're a competitor. You're still a, you're still one heck of a player as well, too. How much has that? Have you seen your guys feed off your competitiveness and your energy and kind of the way in which you approach the game? Well, we try and breed that in our guys. I mean, ultimately, it still kind of comes down to recruiting, uh, making sure that we're getting the proper guys that can fit our system around here and uh, the culture that it means to be playing for the Oklahoma Center Golf you know, golf team. And, um, I definitely love, you know, throwing that competitive spirit back into our guys and, and we compete every single week, every day. I mean, heck going up the championship next week, uh, we're, we're still going to be competing here over the next four or five days, trying to figure out who gives us our best lineup going into Stillwater. I mean, it's what we've done all year and, you know, why stop now? Right. So, um, you know, we try and breed uh, as much com- competitive uh, juice into our guys and, and keep their confidence and and uh, keep that swagger going as much as possible. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, again, there's so many people that are, are a credit to where we're at right now. I know it starts with me, but really this is all about the, these guys and the team, and, and they've done such a uh, phenomenal job all year long. And, and, and even, you know, my former players that have allowed – uh, us to be where we're at right now. I, I make sure that our guys understand if it weren't for our, uh, you know, early years and those those guys allowed us to recruit better and better players 
and for us to help win a championship last year, it's a credit to those guys going back when we first started here in 2009, 10, 11, 12 area. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 been a big deal. The uh, ransom course that you mentioned, just uh, two more quick ones and I'll let you run. That ransom short course, uh, I, you had a great take whenever they had the dedication of it. But I think, Coach, it's already paying dividends. I already hear guys talking about it. I hear you raving about it. It's helping the game already for these individuals, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've already seen our wedge work get that much better this springtime uh, once we were, were able to get on the ransom. it's it, it really challenges you in a lot of different areas, and I just feel like that um, it, it's championship-driven. That was why it was produced. It's about controlling your ball flight. Uh, you have to be good to be able to go play ransom, you know, every day. And, and, and I don't even want to say play it. I mean, how our guys practice and work on it. Um, it makes you be a, a little bit more particular about what you're thinking about and the shot selection that you're going to be using. So I think that um, – I not I think, I know I've already seen our guys get better uh, this springtime being able to utilize that. And, and ultimately that's why we build it. I mean, it's, it's great for recruiting. It's great for the look. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's all about trying to help these guys develop. Hey, I'll let you go on this, Coach. I know it wasn't the weekend that – well, weekend, the early week that Brad Dalkey wanted, but knowing his mindset and his personality and that competitive fire that's ingrained in him, I would assume you expect to see him bounce back in a big way next week, don't you? Yeah, I mean, you know, golf is an interesting sport, and some weeks you have it, some weeks you don't. Um, this week was not good for him. He knows that uh, he was disappointed and frustrated. Uh, you know, he wanted to be able to play great in front of our home crowd. And his game honestly wasn't wasn't great leading up into this week. I could kind of see it and feel it. And that's why he's got to get back to work and, and try and uh, figure out, you know, how to get the ball back in play. He, he, did, he struggled off the tee box this week. And at Jimmy, um, no different than in, at Carson Creek, you better be able to hit the tee ball straight. So uh, we're going to get back to the drawing board, and, and uh, he'll be fine next week. But And that's the cool thing. These guys are so tight. No one gets down on anyone. Everyone tries to build each other up. Obviously, just saying, hey, you're going to be okay, man, doesn't always work. Like you said, you got to get back to the drawing board. But Brad's not a guy that ever lacks confidence, does he? No, he, he definitely has a lot of confidence. And uh, we just have to relieve some of the – I feel like there was a little bit of stress this week, uh, you know, with not just him, a lot of our guys, uh, you know, playing at home and – I think going up to Stillwater will be great because we're going to have big crowds uh, show up there. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. Playing at home, our guys have hit it in basically every bad spot you can hit it on our golf course because they've played it a million times. Right. And so there's some bad there's some bad voodoo in some of these guys' heads when they step on a hole, whereas whenever you're traveling, you've only played the golf course, you know, once or twice, and, and you don't have that. So um, it's interesting, the, the psychological, you know, the psyche of what golfers go through on their home golf course. <laughs> you, you would think that it should be that much easier. And, and I was really proud of our guys being able to kind of fight through that. Uh, you know, there's a lot of attention, a lot of uh, high stress. You know, regionals is a very stressful week. So to be able to fight through all that, still get a win, be able to advance, just really excited for, for them, uh, you know, moving forward in the next week. So there you have it, action-packed edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. We call the Friday edition the tailgate, so commence your tailgating. Coming up on Tuesday's game plan, Toby Rowland will join us for a complete preview of the Big 12 tournament. Until then, have a great week, and Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. 
Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. 